Hi. Um, I'm here with Dave Schaus. He's going to uh, do man control for us tonight. Um, how are you doing, Dave? I'm good. Yeah? Cool. Um, I guess you've had quite an extensive uh, music career. Uh, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about like where this all began for you? Music in general or just man control? Let's talk about music in general, okay. and then we'll talk about man I mean, I was a kid who played sports, and then one day got into Bowie and Roxy music, and yeah, and it went from there. I mean, I uh, had bands in high school. Didn't so much in college when I came here to Memphis, but when I got out, I stayed here to play with some people. And, uh, yeah, I just have played in bands off and on since... 1979. Wow. And then, um, so fast forward a bunch of years to man control, and um, I'm just curious, like, what led you to, to make this kind of music? Or if you can even call it that. <laughs> um, I just ran, uh, I kind of ran out of steam a bit with songwriting and uh, and the analytical process that went along with forming your songs, recording them in a studio, releasing them, booking a tour, the whole regimen that I had done for so long just seemed kind of exhausting to think about. Yeah. Even though I'm still doing it with the Grifters now, we're, do, we're doing some uh, limited touring. Um, it just, I don't know, I just, simultaneously in 2006, I was... I wanted to experiment with single waveforms, mm -hmm. which is what all these sound sources are, and light modification of sound, mm. because I was reading about people building these pedals. Yeah. They were basically loop pedals that after a while would self-oscillate if you push them to go there. So you make tones, and some people called them theremin eye pedals. Like, yeah. oh, it's, and it just seemed an interesting way to go about it. It's like, oh, if I use, particularly keyboard-wise, you're, you're tired of buying the latest whatever product from some sound laboratory with yeah. their, their sounds, basically. They're, it's like, why don't you just take a sine wave and process it yourself and yeah. see what the possibilities are. Uh -huh. So that's what it is. It's just processing these waveforms, running them through light-modifying loop pedals. Yeah. And then trying to cement the piece uh, as a song, maybe by sensing where you want to play a melody or mm -hmm. sing a melody to give it some focus, because this stuff is, it kind of goes from crazy to ultra crazy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's no, it's hard to sometimes make it normal, but it's, you know, it's just super primal. You're just yeah. talking about a waveform that uh -huh. you're modifying and trying to make as big as possible. But when you start, I think, that far down and just whatever you want to call it, lo-fi, analog, you find some sounds, I think, that people have forgotten about. Yeah. Or the passed over, or you go, oh, I know why that uh, Farfisa organ back in the 70s sounded like that, because it, it's kind of like via the processing I have now, maybe uh, 
how it turned it into a far fisa, just a, a sine wave. So it was kind of fascinating. And it was just relaxing. Yeah. And enjoying to not have to think about making music that for a record. Yeah. These songs are played, they're improvised, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's over with. Thank God. Yeah, because yeah, it totally is, like we were talking earlier, totally is experimental. Yeah. I've got a couple of program beats, and I've got a uh, pretty much a, a metronome mm-hmm. strobe light beat. And everything else is just how that's framed yeah. tonally. Yeah. And then you have to pick it up and go, okay, do I hear a melody in there somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> and get a little focus. Right, right. For a minute. And then get the audience, I try to get the audience involved. Yeah. You know, and that'll be a big part of this thing tonight, even though people listening won't be able to see it. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I do something with a, a light sensor, you know, and then maybe hand it to somebody standing in front of me. Yeah. Try this. Help me make the verse. Help me make the bridge to this song. We're gonna. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of roll the dice that way because it's all, it's meant to be fun. Yeah. And it's meant to be communal. Uh huh. So we'll see. Wow. Um, I had a question I wanted to ask you. Let me try to reel it back in. Um, about arriving at uh, this place of experimental music. Um, after all these years of, of making music, and you know, I mean, you kind of you come from that punk rock school, I would say, you know, and uh, which is, uh, I've always found the liveness of of that form of music um, is where the magic happens, you know, or like as the Greeks would say, that's where like God comes through you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, it's yeah. this like sort of like more primal state, you know, yeah. and now you're doing, you've sort of embraced that completely with man control and um, yeah well it it took a while yeah and it's still it's like breaking a wild animal you know breaking a horse every time you do it because every space is a little different Mm -hmm. the ambient light's different Um, I'm always unplugging and replugging in things in different combinations to see what kind of sounds I can get. Yeah. And I think some of that is is maybe my subconscious playing wicked games and going, all right, we're going to see if you really are all about the intuition. You know, intuition, I'm sorry, intuition of, yeah. of, of this stuff. It's like, okay, mix it up. Go yeah. out and try it. Like that vocal setup I have tonight, I've never used that before. Wow, wow. So we're going to check it out and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, But that's... It's just um, it's just something different, and I was looking for something different, and mm-hmm. happened to get lucky, and you know, it took me a long time to distill down mm-hmm. what I really love to do, which is create in the moment and try to get away with it. Yeah, because sometimes you don't. Right. Yeah. You well, know. especially you know, I mean, I think the tradition of music is that you know you, you're out there to perform and entertain, you know, and. There's always this standard of sort of, do they like it or not? Does the audience like it? Right. And um, I think that you really are challenging that, you know, at this point. I mean, I find it more, and I can see it more through a fine art lens, you know, a performance art lens. That that was interesting because uh, when Robbie Grant, who usually does these shows with me, when we were, um, we were first getting 
kind of going as a duo. It, we got some of the sounds down, we got some of the ways to manipulate stuff, but it's like it wasn't big enough, the theater of it. Mm -hmm. The fact you could, it's amazing what you can do with, with lights and movement and, and shadowing and and different light tools from lamps to chandeliers to whatever. And it, it did become this thing where we're like, you know, for every action that we make, the audience has to see it manifest in some type of sound. Mm -hmm. It has to be almost bigger than life sometimes, if you yeah. can do that. So that took some rewiring. Yeah. You're like, oh wow, it really is maybe performance art. Yeah. Or just, it's just performance, and that's, you know, that's why we want to maybe start working with more dancers, and but we've got to get more skilled or more knowledgeable about what this stuff does in different circumstances so that's why doing a show you know like this tonight it's much better than being in my attic where we usually rehearse yeah the yeah. same shit there it's different here yeah yeah do you um how many different kind of is environment um like an important part of of this project well yeah i mean because we have to in some places create everything we have to tuck ourselves into the corner of a club because we can't share the stage with somebody because our shit takes so long to set up and tear down and has yeah. to be fine-tuned and stuff it just we'd be a hassle for everybody yeah so we find a different place we try to light it yeah and you know using the chandelier just try to yeah create something in that little area that on first look visually is cool and then we try to then take that and use that lighting to manipulate how the show runs. So right. some shows will be kind of harsh and punky, some shows will be pretty strung out and mellow. Wow. And you never know. We never know what's going to happen, really. Like yeah. I said, we just fire the beats up or get the strobe going and mm -hmm. take it from there. Wow. And see, tonight we're waiting for the sun to set enough right. that it'll trigger one of those pedals yeah. and we'll be off and running. <laughs> How long? How much? How long do you think we have? I don't know. What time is it? Let's see. Uh, it's 8:07. Yeah, I say here in about another five or six minutes. Uh -huh. We should start to hear something. If not, I may do a little prompting. Oh, right <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, better give it a kick. So, uh, so we were talking earlier, you know, about like you, you have a very large repertoire of songs, and we we're talking about the brain a little bit and how sort of. Stops working. Stops. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of, I've sort of embarked upon that stage of life as well. Um, but I really think maybe what it is is that you sort of just key in more. Yeah. Um, it's. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of st still uh, trying to process. You know the places I've arrived, um, art creatively in the last six years, mm -hmm. because I've still been playing with conventional rock bands and I like doing that mm -hmm. but um, writing songs have become not only a, a chore and an analytical nightmare unfortunately but then I would I, I couldn't remember these songs yeah and I, I have had a bout of anemia I've gotten over that may have had something to do because you get really foggy but before that I mean I'm talking 10 15 years ago I don't remember songs very well. Yeah. So it became more interesting to go, well, let me just create in the moment and see if I can get away with it. Yeah. I don't, 
need to try to remember, just need to do, you know, just intuitively in the moment, just try to pull something out of my hat, yeah. out of my ass, yeah. or wherever. <laughs> wherever it's going out of. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's so interesting, and you know, that's like, uh, I can really, I really appreciate, I think, what it is that you do, and to be able to sort of let go of, like, conventions and things that you sort of, like, have maybe formed not only your career on, but your ego and your sort of identity, yeah. but to be able to sort of let that stuff go is a very, I don't know, I, I, I admire it. I think it's really, really special. And um, it's, a, it's fun. It's just, it's fun to kind of relax. Like mm-hmm. I said, not, not be on the usual uh, rehearse, record, uh, tour, come home, catch your breath for a second, mm-hmm. tour again, come home, tour, go to Europe. Come yeah. back, rehearse, record. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that. You know, that's a lot of work and a lot of, of uh, mileage on your body, on your yeah. brain. Yeah. So yeah, this is um. This is my retirement band. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-retirement band. Yeah, it's good though. And I, I wanted to say too that I, tonight, I mean, each of these shows is different, and the hardest thing is to figure out how you're lyrically going to approach the evening or how you're going to frame it vocally or how you're going to, how I'm going to express it. Yeah. Without, you know, without movement. I'm talking about just with the voice. Today's been kind of an interesting day. Yeah. Uh, for the people that are into uh, astrology, we're in the last few hours of Mercury being in retrograde. Oh. Which is kind of a screwy thing. Uh-huh. Communication. Things are weird. But here in the last moments of this, we've had all these people die today who were infamous, famous, whatever. Really? From uh, Christopher Lee, the actor. Ornette Coleman died today. Um, Ra- Dusty Rhodes, who was a wrestler in the South. Yeah. Um, Ron Moody, who played Fagan in Oliver Twist. Oh, my gosh. Moody. So maybe tonight, I'm going to try to figure out what each of those guys would be dialing up on Spotify right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Which is, it's one of those things like, okay, you know, today, let's, let's, let's it's, it's an odd, it's an odd day, so. Wow, it's, just, it's crazy you bring that up. I haven't really, you know, being from the West Coast, I'm inundated with astrology and sort of new yeah. age thinking a lot. And, uh, haven't been to the Mercury Retrograde, direct thing. Well, my life is like a, a constant retrograde. It feels <laughs> like, um, but I, you know, I'm tenacious. Just keep pushing forward. But man, that's something else. Well, maybe there'll be something in that, you know, tonight. And you know, you'll be and you'll be in Napa before you know it. Yeah, and <laughs> you can go direct. <laughs> yeah. None of this uh, crazy traveling around building installations out of cardboard. <laughs> that probably won't stop. Oh, this I'll place is here. great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Enjoy. And I saw it and couple of stages and it looks nice finished <laughs> yeah I got some nice veneer yeah, you know, on yeah, the walls now and yeah. put a couple posters up cool. it's really come together um, well Dave I think I'll let you go for now okay we're um, gonna see if this uh, how this stuff looks out here let me uh, be going here in a minute all right well it's been a pleasure and thank you so Thanks much for ha- let me do this you're welcome it's fun it's uh, I like it it's good yeah all right well there'll be much more <laughs> all right good luck